0: What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got new Cowboys articles up there every single day of the week. News, analysis, opinion, the best Stuff You can find it on adcsports.com Dallas. And as always, remind, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's talk about Dan Queen. Let's talk about Dan Quinn because I have a question for you in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat. I've got a question for you. Here we go. Truth or false, this has been an even better year for Dan Quinn's defense. Now, keep in mind, that is quite the statement because last season, the Cowboys ranked as the third best defense in the NFL in EPA per play. They ranked as the third best defense in success rate. So it's not like they were only up there in the rankings because of the turnovers. They were actually having consistent success, especially against the pass they had a player that received five votes for defensive player of the year while he won unanimously the defensive rookie of the year award i'm talking about michael parsons of course so do you think that is true or do you think it is false uh toxic tom with a valid question he says did you just mean dan queen in dallas or career?" i am talking about uh 2021 compared to to 2022. So yeah, indeed. Uh just Dallas toxic Tom. Let's see your answers here in the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat. Pretty much everyone going with true. I will get to your questions. I think that it's true to your answers, excuse me. Uh I think that it's a very true statement. I think that this is a an even better unit. And what I want to get into tonight is the why. This defense is not the same defense. As the one that Queen used in 2021. Schematically, I mean. Last year, it was all about cover one. Some cover three, of course, in there. But the Cowboys played man-to-man coverage at one of the highest rates in the entire NFL. They had a healthy dosage of blitzes. They went after quarterbacks. And they played middle of the field closed kind of coverage that means a single high safety up there not allowing the the throws to the middle of the field challenging opponents to go to the sidelines to look for those sweet spots maybe this year we're seeing more varied defense from the Cowboys and I can see you guys in the comments Travis Thompson Gregory Bruce six to midnight Peter Rizzo Charlene all going with true team hall as well Going with a very true, I'm going to throw a lot of information your way. We're going to get into the details and the weeds of the second evolution for Dan Quinn since he arrived in Dallas. Because remember that when he got here from the Falcons, he came here with a cover tree coach label. And some of us were actually concerned about it because our reasoning was, you know what? Uh, cover tree is not it's not cutting it in the NFL this time of Uh, in this era when you've got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and a lot of vertical offenses just going at you. It's not working. So some of us were concerned and Dan Quinn came prepared. Dan Quinn knew about that trend for the NFL. His Seattle Seahawks scheme was not going to cut it in Dallas, simply put. So he came in here and the Cowboys played man-to-man coverage, cover one instead of cover three, which is a Man-to-man version, maybe, of Cover Tree, to put it in very simple terms. But he did it at a very extreme rate. You saw the Cowboys' rankings in a lot of these kind of uh, trends. And they were out there in the top five, top three of the NFL. We'll get into those numbers in a bit here. But now, he's mixing it up. So when we talk about, for example, Trevon, they playing better and maybe taking less gambles, taking on less gambles, uh, that also has to do with what the Cowboys are doing as a defensive unit because they're playing with a lot of more too high looks. They're, they're playing a lot of more cover to uh, quarters coverage here and there. They're mixing it up. And here are the numbers uh, compared 2021 to 2022. And I know there's a lot of info in that screen, but we'll break it down. The first row, middle of the field open. So think about. Coverages like Cover Two, in which there are two safeties up high and the middle of the field is open for the quarterback and middle of the field close. In 2021, the Cowboys played middle of the field open at the third highest rate in the NFL. That's actually switched. Oh, my bad. <laughs> that should be the other way around, just to be clear. Middle of the field close at the third highest rate in the NFL and then Middle of the field open at the 30th highest rate in the NFL. My bad in there. You know, uh, these graphics, sometimes I mess them up. 2022, 16th and 19th. The thing that we need to take away here is there's balance. I like that the Cowboys are closer to average in both worlds because it means that they're mixing it up. They, they do not leave. In a middle of the field open world, or, or they don't live in the middle of the field closed world. They do a little bit of both. Man-to-man coverage in 2021, they did so at the third highest rate in the NFL. This year, they're 15th in the league. Zone coverage, they went from 30th last season to 18th through four weeks of the regular season this year. Even when it comes to the blitz, they were the 13th. Most aggressive team, blitz-wise, last year, they're 22nd right now. What what does that mean? You're trusting your four-man pass rush to get home uh, more often than not. And you feel like you don't need the blitz in order to get to the quarterback. What does that mean in turn? More guys in coverage. More safeties helping out with deep coverage. More safe pass defense schemes, which help Trevon Diggs not get burnt and not give up those big plays. They allow him to be smarter about the risks that he takes. And overall, they give opposing offenses more diverse looks that are tougher to figure out week in and week out. And all of this kind of makes me remember one of the most important quotes in defensive football, which is you don't blitz just to blitz. Your blitzes and your coverages need to be tied together because you will vacate some areas on the field that you need to make up for, right? Uh, if you send a linebacker towards the quarterback and he vacates one spot off the field, somebody else needs to rotate into that area or you need to, you need to uh, account for every gap. If you're blitzing, you need to maintain app integrity. You don't blitz just because. And when you can do more stuff in the back end, when you, when you can take care of stuff in, in what you're doing in the secondary and all of that, it just opens up so many other options for you when you do decide to blitz, even if you are doing it at a lower rate. And I think that's what we've seen from Dan queen's defense in 2022. Consider this From The Honest NFL, which is a must-follow Twitter account. Uh, You learn a lot from that account. Uh, He's an ex-NFL scout. And he tweeted out this. This Cowboys defense is easily the best the Eagles will play all season. They need their starting offensive line healthy in order to have a chance to produce with efficiency. Dan Quinn is doing another magnificent job marrying Rush to coverage and utilizing the weapons at his disposal boom man you can consider this a Dan Queen appreciation segment a Dan Queen appreciation show because he deserved it this is Dan Queen's world this is his defense and it's a huge reason why the Cowboys are four and one perhaps the biggest the biggest uh, reason why the Cowboys are four and one right now and after the game, I'm sure that you guys saw those clips of Dan Queen being fired up, yelling, and all of that. Uh, he knows that he earned some money last night. Whether it's with the Cowboys or not, or whether it's elsewhere, that a guy earned some money uh, winning that football game for the Cowboys against the, the Rams on Sunday. Exciting, exciting game. Uh, you guys know that personally, I think that the Cowboys should issue some Cowboys shares uh, just to give them to to Dan Quinn in order for him to stick around. That would be amazing if it happened. Uh, all kidding aside, though, man, I don't know what, what the future holds for Dan Quinn. I hope that we don't lose him. I hope that we don't lose him anytime soon because he was already a big time head coaching candidate this off season, and you would have to bet that he will be that again in 2023. We'll see what happens in the meantime. Let's enjoy what Dan Quinn is bringing to the table. Let's see some of your comments here. Six to Midnight says, do not rely on the blitz when we can get to the passer with four guys. And that's exactly what has allowed the Cowboys to be on the lower end of things when, you know, when it comes to blitzing. But however, when you do blitz, you're doing it at an efficient rate. Uh, you're being efficient with it and you're being smart with your coverage Because your secondary can now do more stuff than just play man-to-man coverage with a safety up high. Now you're doing a lot more stuff. Even though, and I don't have the numbers on on this, but I have noticed that the Cowboys are not one of those defenses that will be super aggressive with what they show you pre-snap and what they change it to post-snap. They're not doing that yet. Uh, they're doing a lot of stuff that they move a lot, but not in that way, I think. Uh, so that's something that maybe it's worth pointing out. Toxic Tom says Dan Quinn did what Mike McCarthy lied about uh, to get his job. He adapted. Good evening, Mauricio. This is Kenneth Fraser. What is up? Uh, shout out to the people that are watching on Facebook. Six to Midnight says best safety room that I've seen in Dallas as well. Good call. This is the yeah, I, I agree with that one. And I I think that in the offseason, we were excited about that safety room. I don't think that we were aware that Donovan Wilson would be playing at that level, for example. I think plenty of us were excited about Donovan Wilson. We were confident in him. But I think he's he's taking it up a notch in 2022. Bruce says, Mo, which name sounds better to you? And we'll see what the chat says for this one, too. So make sure you chime in legion of doomsday or legion of boomsday i think the first one i would go with the first one man honestly i think legion of doomsday what do you guys think let me know in the comments whether you're watching on facebook or youtube which one would you prefer is this a legion of doomsday or is this the legion of boomsday make sure you drop that in the in the Facebook chat or the YouTube chat, I would vote for Doomsday, Legion of Doomsday, because it, it, it does tie into the Cowboys a little bit more. So I would like that. Mauricio, I think that our offense is better at a coaching aspect only, says Joey Vela. Six to Midnight also says the defensive line is light years better, which might be a huge reason why the Cowboys are being able to rush the passer with only four guys. Samuel Rose says, if Damon Clark plays at a high level, our run defense goes to a a new level. Because, yeah, that's a good point. Run defense might still be a concern. In DBOA, they are the 18th best run defense in the NFL. And EPA per play, they're a little bit better. They're uh, 12th in the NFL, according to runningbacksdontmatter.com. Legion of Doom, says Tony Miles. Legion of Doom might be... Uh, might be even better, honestly. Uh, simpler, but better. Joey Bella says, this is a 300 defense led by Leonidas. There you go. Could you imagine this safety room with Jeff Heath in there? This is toxic, Tom. A lot. Team Hall says, I hope the defensive coordinator, Queen, finds ways to get Safety Wilson back on the field. He was playing lights out. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually want to see how much they played with Tree safety looks on Sunday. I have not, you know, dove into the tape just yet. You guys know that. You you guys know that I do that on Tuesday mornings. So let's see what we find out on the old 22 tomorrow morning with a few cups of coffee. Few cups of coffee. Kind of misplaced the s there. (laughs) Anyways, now we've talked about we've talked about Dan Queen. Charlene Evans says, is our defense better than the 49ers or the Bills? I'm not sure that I can say so yet. I would probably put them above the 49ers, not above the Bills just yet, though. Uh, Especially because we have not seen Tredavious White back for Buffalo. We have not seen those two safeties and we will not see them actually because Micah Hyde is out for the season and Jordan Poyer is dealing with an injury himself. That's a good question. That's a good question from Charlene Evans. I don't know. Uh, I think that they're, I think that with with a pass rush as dangerous as the Cowboys, you're going, you're going to be in that conversation for sure. I'm going to put them above the 49ers for now and maybe leave the, the bills up there when they're healthy, especially at number one for now, maybe, it's a good question though, and the thing about the Bills is that they're also playing some comfortable football for the most part. They're they're being able to be up on the scoreboard by a wide margin. Uh, they blew out the Bill, the the Rams, the Titans, Steelers. So I don't know. Just yeah, that that's a good question though for sure. They've shut out Lamar Jackson, so maybe they're more proven in that aspect. They looked dominating on, on Sunday, by the way, versus the Steelers. They did not allow anything against that Pittsburgh offense led by Kenny Pickett. But, anyways, we've we've given Dan Queen his flowers. We've given him his love. Uh, very well deserved, by the way. Let's talk about Mike McCarthy here for a moment. I know. I know, man. McCarthy. McCarthy is not. Not very loved by Cowboys Nation. He has not proven himself. I'm not going to deny that. I'm just going to say that you need to give the guys some credit for the Cowboys being 4 and 1. What does McCarthy do exactly for the Cowboys? Honestly, I don't know. He doesn't call the offense. Some people say that he doesn't even know the offense. Dan Queen calls the defense. So what exactly does he do? I don't know. I don't think that any mortal knows. Any guy anyone that isn't an insider. And some of the insiders don't even know. But he's running the chip, right? He 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 is responsible. He's gotta be responsible for something. And the Cowboys are four and one. And that has positioned Mike McCarthy in the coach of the year conversation. My question from me to you guys is, do you think that Mike McCarthy is a legit candidate, an underdog, or a long shot to win coach of the year? Let me know in the comments whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube while you do that. And before I give you my answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week is a 2022 Mazda CX-9. Grand Touring. This one starts at $46,785. It's got an all-wheel drive, third row sitting, sunroof, and here we go: heated leather memory power seating, rear air conditioning, and a miles per gallon capacity of 20 in the city. That goes up to 26 when you are in the highway. So make sure you check out the 2022 Mazda. CX-9 Grand Touring on freemanmazda.net you can check out all of the features you can check out the inside pictures the outside pictures over at freemanmazda.net that is a family-owned business for over 65 years a plus customer service and when you choose freeman mazda you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer let's see some of your answers here legit candidate For Coach of the Year, underdog or long shot? Let's see some of your answers before I give you mine real quick. Underdog all year long. Long shot, says Gregory. Charlene with the underdog. Joey Bell says candidate, but not legit yet. Underdog uh, all year long. That was Bruce's answer. I'm sorry. Six to midnight, also with the underdog. Toxic Tom with the underdog. Candidate, says Tony Miles. Team Hall is long, long shot. There you go. There you go. Tommy915, thank you for your comment, reminding people to smash the like button. Thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, do that for me. It helps out a lot. Floyd Wright says depends if he can if he keeps Cooper in after beating the Eagles. The Eagles says Floyd Wright. Floyd, I don't know if you mean that he should or shouldn't, but that won't happen. Depend, uh, you know, Cooper Rush staying as a starting quarterback six to midnight says what's the difference between underdog and long shot see i think that he's an underdog because long shot is a guy that i don't see him winning it uh a lot would have to go his way in order for him to win it like a lot lot and an underdog is a guy that i would take a flyer on which i did last thursday night as we as we discussed here on primetime actually look at these odds here uh, this is from sports betting dime this is a crazy graph this is Mike McCarthy's odds compared to the top three candidates for the award so that would be Nick Siriani, the overwhelming favorite for the Philadelphia Eagles Doc Peterson would be number two and Mike McDaniel would be number three according to the current odds. But look at that curve from Mike McCarthy. Isn't that something? Right at the beginning of the season, his odds just shot up. I think that that has more to do with some favorites really finding their stride and positioning themselves. So the rest of the coaches' odds are just pushed upward. And then it's gone significantly down over the last few days especially after the Cowboys beat the LA Rams Uh, and this is the the final portion of this graph by the way is at the 4th of October those odds are even lower now because the Cowboys beat the Rams and they're now four and one without Dak Prescott here's what I think here's what I think If the Cowboys win the NFC East, McCarthy is a very, very legit candidate. He's a favorite because I don't see Nick Siriani winning that if he, if the if the Eagles don't close things out. And I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's closer than it looks like. Like, sure, the Eagles are undefeated; they they're getting all the hype. The Cowboys are foreign freaking one. Even if the Cowboys lose on Sunday to the Eagles, they're still well within reach for the divisional title. That's, that's at least my take, right? I don't think that Dak Prescott is going to be ready to go on Sunday. I think that if he was expected to be ready to go, you wouldn't be able to take six and a half points on the Cowboys in the betting world. So, even if the Cowboys lose to the Eagles on Sunday, you might still see. You, you might still see Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys winning the NFC East. I don't know if that's my prediction. Honestly, I don't want to make one just yet. I did not see the play. I did not see the. Uh, Chandler Jones, Calvin, Calvin Jefferson is saying horrible call on the Chiefs. Jones did everything right. I, I have not seen the play, but I will tell you what. I got some texts here uh, popping up in the in the in the computer that just said, "Man, that was BS, wasn't it?" So I, I need to. I need to. Oh, not Chandler Jones. From what I see, that's Chris Jones actually. I will have to catch the replay as soon as this is done. I think that if if Nick Sirianni wins the NFC East, he's taking it home. He's winning the award. But if Mike McCarthy wins the division, he might also stick with that award. Now, several other candidates that are very deserving of it. uh, Doc Peterson winning the AFC South with the Jacksonville Jaguars would put him in a very good position to compete for the award as well. Mike McDaniel has a rough go at it especially because the press is the one that votes for these awards. And I don't know that they will be super happy about everything that's been going on with Miami uh, with the concussion concussion protocol and all of that. Plus they won't win the division; They they won't beat the Buffalo Bills for the AFC East. And I think it's a tough award to take home without the divisional title, which also matters for a guy like Kevin O'Connell and the Vikings It also matters for Brandon Staley with the Chargers since the Chiefs are in that division. But anyways, Mike McCarthy, an underdog for Coach of the Year, in my opinion. It might just take the NFC East for him to be the favorite. Let's see. Let's see some of your comments here. Thomas says if Dak was ready to go Sunday, the spread would change dramatically. Yeah, and I think that if there were heavy expectations for him to be ready to go, and maybe the betting markets were just waiting for him to, uh, w- waiting for Wednesday's injury report, maybe you wouldn't see so many betting spreads available to you now in a lot of these sports books. Usually they will just put not available in there. They will not list the football game because odds makers are not going to take that chance, right? Uh, the sports books won't. The fact that it is available right now the fact that it was available even before sunday because it was by the way tells me that the betting markets at least are not expecting dak prescott to be ready to go on sunday now hey thank you to team hall and peter Rizzo that are uh bringing the love on facebook team hall says your show is very dallas cowboys fan friendly I love that you allow us to fully participate on your show. Team, I appreciate that. And Peter Rizzo says, It's refreshing that you, Mo, and Sky let us voice bu- our opinions and ask for our input without degrading us after asking for stars and money like other content providers. There you go, Peter. I appreciate that for sure. I appreciate that for sure. Thank you for that. I, I, I love hearing that kind of stuff. And you guys know this. We're uh, That is why... By design, we have questions for you to get involved. Uh, we love having you involved in the show. They are waiting. They are waiting for Rush to lose before putting Dak back in. Says Gregory. Tommy nine one five says, "Shots fired, Peter." I don't know if those. Hey, I, I don't know who who Peter was talking about in there. I'm not going to speculate on that. But <laughs> yeah, I, I won't ask you for money. That being said, uh, Venmo with me. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, you guys know what time it is. You guys know what time it is. It's time for Overreaction Monday. As we do every week. Let's take a look at the Dallas Cowboys, the NFC East, and around the NFL for some of our overreactions of this week. Uh, The first one is NFC East related. I always like to start things out with something that relates to the Cowboys, more or less. You guys know the rules. I give you a statement. You give me your answers. Is that an overreaction or a fair reaction? So let's get started. The NFC East is looking like the best division in football, man. They're the only division that has two four-win teams, and they've got three of them. No other division has two. The Giants are 4 and one The one loss being to the Cowboys. The Cowboys are 4-1 with Hooper Rush at the wheel. And then the commanders are doing their own thing. Ron Rivera is throwing Carson Wentz under the bus. But here's the actual question. I'm sorry if I was a little bit unclear. How about New York Giants? Are, Are the New York Giants real? The New York Giants are real. What's your take? Overreaction or fair reaction? That's the one that I wonder about. The Eagles, I'm going to give them some respect because we keep it real. You know what? The Eagles, they're legit. They've got one of the best offensive lines in football. Heck, Jalen Hurts doesn't even have to be the guy for them to have success. So the New York Giants are real. Overreaction or fair reaction? Let me know in the comments. Floyd writes his fair statement. Six to Midnight says fair. Toxic Tom with the overreaction for now. I like that one. Charlene Evans with the fair. Tony Miles with the fair. Roderick is no fake news. Fair, they beat the Packers, says Floyd. I don't respect the Eagles, says Timothy Harrison. There you go. Overreaction for Joey Bella. Fair for Peter Rizzo. A lot of people going with fair. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with fair. Listen, I don't see them being contenders in the NFC, but I could definitely 100% see them in the wild card, right? It it takes one of these teams to fall for the other to make the playoffs. Uh, It will be hard to get three teams from the same division in there. But I will tell you what I like about the Giants. Brian Dable is looking like he's it, man. Brian Dable gave up play calling. That's something that any of these offensive young shot coaches did not do. Brian Dable had the maturity slash confidence slash whatever you want to say, you know what? I don't need to play call shit. You, you get it. And I'm going to handle in-game stuff and just being the CEO of this team. And you look at their offense, and that's not the Buffalo Bills offense, even though Brian Dable, Brian Dable came from there. Uh, Dable is playing to the Giants' strength. We saw Saquon Barkley manning the wild card offense on Sunday over there in London. So I will give them some respect. I will say fair, even though I don't think that they're a contender. They're just real, especially in the long run. They might be real. Uh, Here's another one for you guys. The Bengals, and we'll we'll take a look at the AFC real quick. The Bengals will miss the playoffs. Is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? Let me know in the comments what you guys think. They're 2-3 and right now. They just lost to the Baltimore Ravens in spectacular fashion. Let me know in the comments that Bengals will miss the playoffs. Is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? The team that just represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. Let's go. Toxic Thompson's overreaction. Joy Bella fair. Charlene Evans fair. Six to Midnight overreaction. Timothy Harrison fair. Gregory with over. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I'm not predicting it. I think it's a fair reaction though. I was tweeting about this earlier in the game, uh, earlier in the in the day at mau NFL, that's M A U NFL. Bengals wouldn't surprise me if they missed the playoffs. They wouldn't surprise me if they were playing in the AFC Championship game. The range for this team is insane because of the coaching staff. Man, those guys like to shoot themselves in the foot time and time again. We saw that up close in week two when they played the Cowboys. But, man, they had this sequence. First and goal at the two-yard line for the Baltimore Ravens versus the Baltimore Ravens. They were down by three. First place, quick play to the left side. No read for Joe Burrow. Just throw the flat in the rough play to the tight end. Incomplete. Second and goal, Philly special—the worst version of the Philly special that you will ever see, because instead of letting Joe Burrow sneak into the end zone, he gets put in motion. So from the start of the play, the Ravens know that that guy is moving. So we need to account for him. Third and goal, they finally make Joe Burrow. They they finally let Joe Burrow make a read. He gets them to the two-yard line again because. That field of special resulted in a 12-yard loss, by the way. And then fourth and goal, they did this shovel pass like the Chiefs do, try to catch the Ravens off guard. Individually, I like those plays. I like the rough playing first and goal. I like the field of special. I like the shovel pass and fourth and goal. But I don't like the sequence. I don't like taking the football out of Joe Burrow's hands for four consecutive plays when you are in the goal line. Uh, that's... My take on that uh, sacerdote fiel says overreaction because of their division that's fair that's fair finally one more for you guys before we get out of here tom brady is washed overreaction or fair reaction let me know in the chat the box almost dropped the one to the to the atlanta Falcons. they were up 21-0 at halftime then the Falcons started coming back. They cut that deficit to only six points. And then if it wasn't for a roughing the passer penalty, that clearly was not a roughing the passer penalty, they might have hey, they might have scored on that play and just scored on the on the following drive. And and maybe the Falcons were were close to, to ceiling one from the box and the box offense is not being the same. So let me know. Fair reaction or overreaction. I like you guys in the chat. You guys are agreeing with me a lot today. Overreaction says Toxic Tom. Floyd also with the overreaction. Gregory as well. Joey Bella. Overreaction. Team Hall goes with fair. I'm going to go with overreaction. Cam says it's not an overreaction. He's the only one to beat our defense. so Of course, it's an overreaction. It's so six to midnight. That's fair. Peter Rizzo with the overreaction. Charlene says if he he keeps getting bogus calls in his favorites, an overreaction. There you go. I'm going to go with over on this one. I'm going to be honest with you. I think that that box offense will come back later in the year. They're getting healthier. The receivers are coming back. They will find a way to make things work. And maybe Tom Brady really is dealing with some stuff off the field and some injury stuff. I think he will figure it out. I think the talent is there. The arm is there. And I think that we we have actually seen that up close. Fair reaction and maybe family problems, says Gilbert. Man, that, that news sucked, by the way. I, I hated finding out about that with Tom Brady and his family and all of that. Hope that he hope that the guy is okay, honestly. And the family is okay as well. Kind of sucks. But, hey, I'm going to go with overreaction, though. Anyways, that will be it for me tonight here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. We are live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Enjoy the rest of Monday night football. Enjoy divisional series playoffs. If you guys are into baseball, go Yankees, of course. Root for them, please. Uh, We need your help, probably. Great show. Thank you to Timothy. Uh, Thank you to Floyd. Thank you to all of you for your support. Charlene Evans as well. Uh, We missed you here on Primetime for sure. Thank you, everybody. I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. Remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at womenmazda.net. I will see you tomorrow night with a lot more content including an early look at the Eagles and the One Cool Thing, as we do every Tuesday. Nos vemos. Tengan un excelente lunes. Adios.